time to wake up well. The collaboration between Balanced Minder and Beyond the Classroom Australia. I'm Peter Jefferson. And this is Leanne Simpson. And together, we ask you to wake up well. Hi everyone and welcome to Wake Up Well. We've changed our name this week to Wake Up Well because we wanted to just snazz it up and make it a little bit different Um, and maybe you might be listening to this on a Tuesday or a Wednesday so we wanted to make sure that you were waking up well whatever day you come and join us. Today we're talking about productivity and how that looks through our mindset, our organisation and our focus. So what are you doing um, to be productive in your days? What kind of things are you, what kind of activities are you doing to, or not even activities, your thoughts of how you can stay productive on those tasks that sometimes uh, may be more challenging to get through, especially the start of something. So I think with productivity, it's very much about your mind and getting the starting point right. What are your thoughts, Leanne, around productivity? Oh, sorry, I was multitasking and not listening to you. Not true. I just thought I'd start the morning with like a funny little stick <laughs> because how many of us do that? How many of us multitask and actually don't know what we've done and what we haven't done? <laughs> so I was thinking, I don't know what she was talking about. I was like, oh, you know. So I think that productivity can be a really mean, awful word that it's another one of those words that kind of bring doom and gloom so I think the first thing to do is like get that monkey off our back and turn productivity into a fun word a word that we like using and I think that I started work in the 80s and productivity became this key word where we even did where we had to I worked in the bank we had to tick off how many customers we did, how long we served them for, how many products. And we had this like time and motion study done under us. And then from then, it was then adapting us to tell us how we could be more productive. When you open up this certain account, it only should take you three minutes and five seconds or something like that. They didn't take into the account that you were talking to a 90-year-old person that had never used an automatic telling machine, which was called a flexi-teller when I was in the NAB bank. Or you were talking to a mother that had brought in her child and wanted to set up their first bank account. They just averaged it out and worked out what productivity meant. It should take you so many minutes to do a withdrawal. And we worked in a branch where you filled it out and you worked out. There was a big cash box teller behind us and our branch carried a lot of money. So that was deemed the safer way. We'd go over and hand the withdrawal over and they would give it back. But when they did the time and motion study, they had done it in a branch where you had your own cash. And so we never were productive in withdrawing money because it was so different things. So I think that we need to find a fun way of looking at the word of productivity and we need to give it a new meaning. So what does that mean? And I was thinking about we could break it up into three things. The have to's the want-tos and the need-tos. Now, the have-tos is everything that everyone tells you you have to do. So we don't care about them. The want-tos 
Well, that means we want to do them and we feel good about it. And the need to, there's some things you just need to do. It's like tax, you need to do it. So you have to get it over into the one twos somehow. And it's good if you're going to get a refund and you want to kind of bounce it over to the one twos. But if you know you're going to pay tax, that one there's a hard one, but sometimes it's just a fact of life is doing a tax. So what do you think about my little list there, Peter? So we've got the have tos, the have tos, the one twos and the need tos. I, I love it. I think it's a really um, good way of ensuring that you get your jobs done in a really effective manner. So, and when I think about that, I think about the book that I've just been reading by Dr. Joe Dispenza. If anyone's heard of it, it's actually a really good read, Leanne, if you get a chance to have a look at it. And he looks at your self-identity and I've been looking at self-identity for some time, just in all those aspects, your your productivity, your focus, your organisation and and mindset. And he really breaks it down into the brain research that has been done around your emotions and how those connected patterns impact on how we respond to things. So when you have a pattern, like you were saying with the tax, we have a, a already already a, a response to that. So when you think of it, the emotions that come from that uh, are there and they always sort of go back to that pattern. And he talks about how you can change that and how you can change your identity so that these things probably not your tax, but the way you want to live is how you want to be. So if it's love and compassion, they're the things that you want to have in your life and who you want to be. You're more of that than what you are right now, which might be, you you know, frustrated, living in that fear and uh, blight and all of those things. So when I think of what you're talking about, I think of the patterns that we have connected to the word productivity and the patterns we have to the jobs that come with productivity. And how do we change those so that we can become more effective at doing those jobs without all the stories and emotions that connect up in the brain to that particular thing? What can we do around that? I suppose one thing that comes to me when listening to it is how can we organise our thinking? How do we get our thoughts from a chaotic state, that state of frustration, to an order of up to that more productive way of being? And, of course, we can tidy our desk up and get everything in order. That's something that we could do. If you like having everything in order, that might be a starting point for you to get the job done. You might have little triggers of how to get there. Uh, you might have get that cup of coffee, go in, try, make it a nice experience as you do the tax or do the job that you need to do. But that might only work a little bit. So you go to the computer, you turn it on, you've got everything organised, and you just go, oh, just do this email. Just do this or just do that. And so you're distracted from what you have originally come in to do. So what do we do for that? And that could be a pattern that you've always had. So you, you've started yourself off really well. You've got yourself organised. You've got yourself a cup of coffee. You've gone and you go, right, let's get started. And then you get distracted. And so then you get to the end of that job and you're like, ah, it's lunchtime. So then you go out and do have your lunch. What can we do there? And, and what Joe, Dr. Joe Dispenser talks about is working on 
um, he says in it, you just got to say the word change. So you're, you're changing the way you see yourself. So he obviously does a lot more work. But one of the things that I got out of it was the word change and saying it out loud. So when you can see yourself, when you're aware of the pattern that's coming up, the pattern of distraction, you say the word change and hopefully your brain clicks in and you go, okay, get back to what I meant to do. Yeah, well, I really like that idea of having some word, right? So often I say to my Tai Chi clients, when they get up in the morning, they have to start off with a word for the day. So everyone came up with all these deep and meaningful words, you know, how the day was going to be, this, this big, beautiful list of it. We had relaxing and mindful and, and, oh, it's going to be this and that. Anyway, I came up with the idea of saying the word pineapple. And everyone is in hysterics until everyone started to realize that I re the pineapple, see, they're crowned, they're like regal, they've got a tough exterior, but they're really sweet inside. So I like the idea of the pineapple as being something to think about for the day. So the pineapple is my, remind myself of what change I wanted to have. And also pineapples are healthy for you to eat because before it used to be chocolate cake, but that would then make me think about eating chocolate cake and like one piece is okay, but when you use eating as a tool to stop yourself from doing things, then you sometimes have two or three so that you don't go and do what you need to do. So breaking these things into have to, need to, and want to, and using that word, a key word. So what are have tos? Are all the things that people tell you you have to do. So how many of us have told, right, do we really have to brush our hair? Do we really have to brush our teeth? Well, we do, because otherwise our teeth rot. But when it comes to hair, do we? Unless it gives us some joy. <laughs> so, so you have to ponder that, Peter. Ponder that idea, right? Of do we have to brush our hair? What else could we have? Oh, do we need to clean the house every week? Do we have to? Or don't we? So we've got to work out that. So the thoughts of having to do it. When I was younger, and I have worked on it, had this need that everything had to be in its place. It had to be perfectly lined up. And I still go back to that. My girls will say, mum still goes back to that when she gets stressed. There's a difference between this compulsive need to tidy up and being hygienic. So that's what I, that was, that was my word. Is this hygienic? Yes, it is. You can work away. You can walk away. So that was the word. I similar like what you were talking about, this word change. So to stop me from going so incredibly concentrated on cleaning the house, because that stops me doing everything else. But it gave me control because everything went back into its place. I was taught then to make this, you don't have to clean the house, but it needs to be hygienic for your family. So yeah, a similar thing. I really like that idea of using that word change and it's really interesting. It's and then when you're talking about that have to need to I love that thought process, but also how that little habit that you've kind of got there could be the same as another habit that it's almost holds you frozen, doesn't it? Like it freezes you from what you want to get done and freezes you from what you want to gain. I know I've got a number of those little habits. I can't think of off the top of my head, but I do know I've got those things that just put you into that fear and flight and take you out of the 
the alpha state, and that's what they talk. Um, we were talking about that, weren't we? We were talking about the different brain waves and alpha and beta, and beta is that state of fear, and alpha is where our creativity and our where we probably want to spend more of our time than in that fear fear state. And those little t habits are sort of like those little kind of controlling habits that sort of take over us are kind of in that fear state and turn us into something like, get me out of, get out of my way, I'm trying to tidy, get out of my way. And so all those words come up for you around when you're trying to get yourself into doing the job that needs to be done. So how do you move into the person instead of going through the whole process? And I know I do it with certain things and I can't think of the top of my head, but how do you go from the process of taking yourself away from that, that beta state, that fear state where you're trying to get everything perfect before you start to just moving into alpha where you just move through it. And I think that's where Dr. Joe, Dispenser talks about that and he really articulates that so well for explaining your self-image and how you can make those changes so that you're more into that side of yourself rather than the beta state where you're in that fear and those habits that we have uh, got into and who people know us as, like as you say, my daughter would say that I have to have everything in order. So that's your, when they think of you, Leanne, they think of that order. So is that what you want to be want to continue to be or do you want to be something different and it's and i'm just putting that as an example for yourself but there's plenty of things like that for me where i'm in a pattern of this kind of person i don't actually want to be but because it's been so well cemented in the pattern of my emotions that it's so easy to go back to and that's why uh, Dr. Joe Dispenser talks about it so well because he not only talks about being aware of those changes but how you can slowly make changes so that you can be more how you would like yourself to to carry out your life, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So I think if you're going to wake up well, and I think that it is an awesome way of thinking up that, that you can wake up any time <laughs> and you're going to wake up well, is starting to focus on what you want to be and how you, that person that you visualize yourself to be and start to think about these barriers that you've put up for yourself to stop you getting to that place. And it's sometimes it's what we think is our comfort zone, mm. right? So there's that certain comfort zone that you pick, you know, so there could be a comfort zone of cleaning. There could be a comfort zone of organizing your files. There could be a comfort zone of, continually reading, 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 reading all this stuff before you write the document that you got to do because you know that you have to write a document and you've got to write something out. What about for parents? There's this, this constant, oh, I want to, my, my child's certain behaviour is happening this. I'm starting to research on Facebook. I'm going to ask the Facebook group, how is my child, have they got children that are going through this same thing? We find it's a, um, a part of their development but then we keep looking, 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 where fundamentally if we just stopped and focused, maybe the child just needed some time. And like as a teacher, is there a way that you can kind of, that you've seen with teachers where they can get into this habit of pursuing this other activity that's in their comfort zone, which is making them unproductive? 
Mm. There's absolutely, I think we all as teachers have something that we've sort of held on to, that go back to all the time because we know we've got control over it. We know that it seems to be effective um, for the class and for ourselves to manage the day. So, and whether it's actually uh, really benefiting each both of us is it pretty you know as time goes on we might have kept some sort of habit some sort of way of talking to kids that's been affected but um is it still continuing to do so or you might have a habit of, of spending all your weekends doing work and not putting no you know you just go okay i'm just going to mark every book does every book need to be marked when you finish is that something that you've just so cemented into who you are that you can't see another way of doing it and you go back to it because it's sort of like a sense of comfort that you go to. And it's sort of like a sense of relief because it's sort of your old, when you sort of jump into becoming that new self-image of what you want, you always want to jump back to what you know. So you always go back to that ordering because it's sort of like, oh, thank God I'm, I can get my desk orderly before I start. But then you don't get the job done. So that comfort zone, as you say, is such a nice place to be. It's so safe but it may not be giving us the results that we want in our lives. And so, yeah, it's just something to think about. And, and maybe it's just taking one of those little jobs because we're talking about productivity and everything's about sort of being productive in your day, isn't it? <laughs> you take one of those little jobs that you know that gives you that cranky feel um, and see what is a, be aware of what's coming up going on around you when you get to that point so whether it's the tax or whether it's the marking or whether it's you know putting your kids to bed and it's the same sort of pattern that comes up for you then being aware of what it is that's happening so that you can start to identify it and then maybe start looking at how you'd want it to be look like what would that like look like for you what would you like it to look like so it doesn't take up all that energy because that, that whole frustration and anxious energy is could be better used in another place so um how do you do that hmm. yeah and i think that yeah that's when it comes to organization that we can spend a lot of our time organizing ourselves to be organized so that affects our productivity. So it might be starting to just find joy in the things. So if you kind of break in, break up your tasks that you need to do the day and just decide whether, as I said, if there have tos, really do they have to be done? Like get realistic. Is it because you've made this rule up because you want your house to look this or you want this, the child to have, like ironing the school uniforms, if it's those T-shirt ones, really and truly do you have to iron them? Because can't you just hang them up and let them dry, right? But we get into this habit. There's other things. So everyone has their own have-tos. Have and then you've got your need-tos. Of course, you're going to have to need to do certain things. So when you have a look at your um, work in your workplace, be really careful that you're not sticking some stuff into need-to. And then when it comes to need-to, you're getting resentful. Really and truly, it might you might need to do this report, but if you go and slot that into the need to and feel really negative about this report, it's going to take it five times as long. And so maybe what you want to do is you want to put it into you want to. So now I've got to write this report. How can I make it a one to? What do I need to have? And it might be, um, oh, well, the re I've got to do this, but I really want to go and do a walk. So you might say, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to put my timer on. I'm going to go for a 15-minute walk. And then when I come back, 
I'm going to want to do this report because my mind feels quiet and I feel calm or I might do some Tai Chi. Whatever you're going to set yourself up to organize yourself. It might be like for the marking. I imagine that a lot of teachers could be resentful about that. And because I imagine that sometimes they have to fit marking in in between making dinner after dinner and, and their other personal life. So it feels like they're ripping apart their personal life. So maybe they have to, like what you said, like get your cup of coffee and that, but maybe put some nice music on, say to the family, I'm only going to do this for a half an hour, guys. But when I put this music on, that means unless, unless something's really bad going on and you're, you know, something's life-threatening, mummy needs or daddy needs this half an hour to do this marking. As soon as it finishes, you have the, you have the board game set up and we'll play a game. So maybe you need to change that away so that even your family's not resentful of it. Because I know that there's certain things that my family over the years would get resentful about in regards to my business. And I resent, so we had, were perpetuating this resentment where if it was just like, oh, I need to go and do, I, I really, really need to. No, I want to. I want to do this marking because of my, the, that's a part of my job you guys give me a half an hour to do this. So maybe that's some way of doing a report, you know, setting itself up, you know, oh, this cue instead of the word change, it might be you like nice music. That might be your key to change from resentment of doing whatever job you're doing to wanting to do it. That's just my thought on organisation was to take it, not get another spreadsheet. Mm. Oh, not everyone does, but I do. Uh, not get another spreadsheet. Okay, and yes, I am much better now. My house does no longer have every single thing put away where you can't see anything, but it's a really good indicator for my family if they haven't worked out that I'm stressed because I'll start huffing and puffing and slamming doors and sorting stuff out and now it's like, and putting everything away and the family can now say, hey, mum, hey, Leanne, what's going on? And they know, and that doesn't happen very, like it's less now that, that need to control, but what you are is what you are, but you can stop it from controlling you. So that's my organizational tip today for, for productivity is to start to move it from have to and need to, to want to and work out a way, a change. Like you said, that word change, that might just resonate with someone like anything, right? It might be pineapple. It might be music. It might be put a certain candle or essential oil that triggers a different thing. Whatever you need to do to change that moment to I want to do it. Mm. And the other thing, as I said, the things you're saying and they're really a value that have to, need to and want to is just to be aware of it aware of those patterns so you might not even be aware of the patterns there because you've been so habitual in it so just being aware of when you put a need to and what those feelings are and what's your pattern and then you can put the change or the pineapple in because you're aware of the pattern you know it's it's speech this is what happens when you put the need to job there this is the behavior that comes from that and is that what you want that job to do to you every single time you do it or do you want to make a change to it and that's the change you want to start journaling because that's a good way of getting those thoughts out and then putting that change so that you can okay so how do I change it so that it's better for me 
then it's the music, then it's a um, board game, you're changing it so it's better for you. And I think that's another thing, like we, so many things that we say we can listen to and we can resonate with, but unless you actually do a little bit of work on yourself, on your awareness and actually write it down and not write, you don't have to write, but writing's a good way of getting out how you think, what you're thinking, uh, then you can start to make those changes because you're starting to work out yourself because you're using the questions and using the comp what we're talking about to start to look at yourself and um, write down some of those changes you want to see and slowly that will become a habitual habit of how you want to be. So it's that slow process. It's like that practice of learning, isn't it? You have to re-practice a new way. So when you're learning to ride a bike, it's not you learn it straight away. You might watch for a while, then you'll try it, then you'll watch and try until you actually can do it, but then you actually can be it. So it's like not even or even driving a car, that whole process of unconsciously driving without even knowing that you're doing those things is a pattern that you hopefully want to change. And it takes time and it might be a slow process, but if you look at one thing, it's it, be aware of it. Look at what Leanne has said about the haptic chat. You can see where you where you put it and then and what what um, pressure it has on you and what whether you need to have it as a need and then start looking at the pattern and how you can make the change and start doing some journaling. Um, and I really, you know, there's not many points that we do do that, Leanne, where we actually sit down and write. You know, we can talk about it, but there's, you know, I listen to a lot of stuff and I get the questions, but then do I sit down and actually write down so I can make those changes? So if, even if it was this week, looking at that list, but maybe being conscious and having a bit of a write around it so you can see what that pattern is so you can make the change so it's more productive till you get to the being of it. And that is my action for today. All right. Well, my, my action is that I have, one of the issues I have with journaling, right, this is going to make you laugh, is that I hate it being messy and untidy. Okay. Because that's what I was trying to break down, that barrier right? I was trying to break down that barrier to need to have everything lined up. But then when I would journal, I had to have everything lined up. So I use the idea of finding some type of change of thought pattern. And what I've done is I have a beautiful pencil biro. It's one of those fancy pencils that come that look like a fancy biro. My husband bought it for me. I've had it for a year since Christmas. And since I've started using this magical pencil biro, I don't need to have my journal all so tidy and straightened. And I scribble stuff all over the place and I write. And when I use this magical pencil biro thing, it allows me to do that. So I needed a tactile thing to hold to change it. And that probably is why I practice Tai Chi as well, why I have to do movement when I do my meditation, because I'm a person that keeps on going. But since I've had taken hold of this pencil pen it's a fancy one that's you know one of those ones that you get um you get the pen set you bought me a pen set so there's a biro in it and a pencil since i started using this magical pencil my journaling is freer and happier and it doesn't need to be lined up so it's quite interesting that i found it difficult to change my mindset until i held on to this magical pencil so my action is to sometimes think that we need a little magic to make it happen and they accept magic as being something 
that's lovely and beautiful because I have this pen that my husband gave me with love for Christmas, this pencil. So it has magical power. So that's my axiom is that sometimes you need something to hold on to physically mm. to make change. And they talk often about, you know, the stress ball, holding the stress ball mm. helps people with stress. Yeah, so I fought the journaling idea. But as I've got more and more this year with this pencil, I have got more stuff written down and ideas. So my action for everyone this week is not to be so tough on yourself. If you can't take on productivity right from thing, find a tiny little thing, just like Peter said, find one tiny little thing and go from that. The one thing that you think that is bringing the most ickiness to your life will probably be a tiny little thing and it's just snowball. So there might be only, it's that ripple effect. So you might only have to change one thing and then just go to that real small thing and then focus on that this week and then start to focus on the ripple that opens up from you making that one change. Okay, so we've got a, lo we've got a lovely follower of our show that goes at lunchtime, she goes for work, walk at lunchtime. Hi, Kimmy. And she walks around at lunchtime, especially if things get a little bit too much to um, think. And she's changed her mindset into that. And I know that that's made me inspired when she told me that story. One little ripple, one little pebble, make that change. It's easier than moving a rock. Choose a pebble. So that's my action this week. So it doesn't really and truly... There's, we didn't actually give what I thought at the beginning our productivity would be about. No. So spreadsheet, a spreadsheet, Peter. We didn't do about a spreadsheet. Okay, I love I spreadsheets. Do. You like spreadsheets, don't you? Well, not as much as you, I don't think. <laughs> no, I like spreadsheets better than me. <laughs> so, so we we actually didn't do that. We thought that productivity is about that mindset that consideration, that mindset. And we always say that it goes back to our mindset. So when you wake up well this week, think about productivity and you want to love that word, okay? So get out there and love that word, okay? So And start to work out how you can be more productive, not only in your work, but in more important in your family life, in your life, for yourself, I think is really, really well. So... My word for the week is pineapple. How about you, Peter? Mine is change. Change, it is. You brought it then. Okay, so this week, so we'll report on that. Oh, a quick report from last week. Okay, so how did we go? So last week we left leadership and we were talking about the importance of reset. And my reset was to go into the garden and to pick some snow peas and take out all my plants and that. And I did a little video and it's in the, in the uh, that people can check out on Facebook of me picking them, but I didn't actually eat them on the video because it's really rude to eat and talk at the same time. I have been told, and I was really worried that I start choking on, ca on camera. So I didn't actually eat them, but I did when I came in and I've been doing that all week is eating my snow, going out, picking snow peas and eating them. So 
Wow, how good was that for a reset? And how did you go, Peter? Because your congratulations, you did a double reset. I did. I did Tai Chi twice this week and I really enjoyed it. So I will get in and get my, book my Tai Chi for Monday this week. So I'm very excited about that. And what's our thing? I think it's the great way to end. We, we have to walk the talk. <laughs> yes, walk the talk. <laughs> Instead of out what we say we will do. So yeah. what are you going to do with your pineapple or your little idea of the wants needs? Mm. How can we show it? Okay, how can we show it? Well, that is going to be a surprise because a pineapple never knows where it's going to turn up. So I will make sure that I take a little video today when I have an uh-oh pineapple, oh, this week, an uh-oh pineapple moment, and I will share. I think it's going to be around physical activity and exercise. But it also could be about my diet. I've got two little ripple things that I need to work on. I've been working, of course I work on, actually that doesn't, exercise doesn't count because I already do six classes of Tai Chi a week and so really, yeah, yeah, I can tell, I can see the look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to do about food and about my healthy eating and I'm going to go back and I'm going to make some changes and when I go get, go into the wrong direction, I'll say pineapple and I will record that for prosperity and share that. So what little thing are you going to do? Change with Peter? Oh look, she's like, Please don't ask me. Please don't. <laughs> I think it's going to be my, it's going to wait till the weekend. I have a really, I've identified a pattern of the weekend where I get really narky because some I get really negative on Friday night. I do my day and Saturday morning. I'm, you know, the headspace isn't always great. So I'm going to wait till, Saturday and see if I can make a reset for the weekend of and that change. I suppose it's a bit of a reset, but also I've made I've made the, identified it as a pattern, and now I'm going to every time my thoughts start to get negative on the weekend, I'm going to say change. But I need to do some journaling this week around how I want my weekends to look and how I want it to feel, so that it can be more of what I want. So that's what I'm going to do. Oh, awesome work. Okay, well, people, you better keep us accountable. Right? <laughs> if you want to share yours, what are you going to look at from your productivity that you might be struggling with or you want to make a change to to make it more, make it uh, a better experience, please comment and let us know and maybe we can keep you accountable. <laughs> yes, well, we did get one comment from Kim. And she said that she's going for a walk every day and she's going to take photos of her beautiful flowers in the garden every time to help her do a reset. And we also heard from another from Greg and he was absolutely wonderful. And he said, I am going to, I'm, I'm actually trying to take up time as I scroll to find out what he said <laughs> because I'm so organised. But he's been going for a walk and taking pictures of the sunrise as a reset, so and the absolute sunrise and sunset, he takes the most maybe, beautiful photos. And maybe it's not just the reset, but it's a pattern of behaviour. The reset's very good, but the pattern of behaviour of how you want it to look, so it becomes a B, so you don't have to keep resetting. Yes, I think that sounds. I like that. Well, everyone, wake up right. well this week, sometime during the week. <laughs> Bye for now. Bye. Hello, it's time to wake up well.
the collaboration between Balanced Minder and Beyond the Classroom Australia. I'm Peter Jefferson. And this is Leanne Simpson. And together, we ask you to wake up well.